Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 186, going live for our beautiful, illustrious patrons on May 24th, 2021. Happy May 2-4 weekend, patrons. Going live for everyone else, May 26th. It's a weekly show covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. My name is Steven. It's, of course, spelled P-H-A, <clears throat> as you would think. That's how you spell Steven. Uh, joining me, of course, the other main dude behind CanadianGameDevs.com, Steven. With a PH and an E, but we call him Steve, and then uh, no one ever gets confused. Yeah, what up, Steve? So we uh, we took a week off, um, but mm-hmm. we got a bunch of news, events, jobs, and more analysis this week for our lovely listeners. Can't wait. First up, I of course want to plug our amazing Patreon. I mean, our patrons are amazing. Our Patreons, okay, it's it's fine. You can see it in the description. Uh, <laughs> you get Discord perks, two day early access to the podcast. Game key giveaways every month, discounts for Canadian gaming events like EGLX, shoutouts at the end of every episode, and more. And if you plug us at our top tier, uh, you will get whatever you want within reason, subject to <laughs> our <laughs> uh, evaluation plugged on every episode of the show, like our main man Eric Beer. Check out the bot book, the botbook.com. And if you want to showcase your game at Game Slice 2021, the annual gaming event in the second coolest London in the world, London, Ontario. You can check that out. Uh, if you want to sponsor it too, they're also looking for sponsors. So you should go check that out. Of course, at the top of the show, we're always plugging the ways you can support indigenous movements across Canada. Land back land in Ontario, the Wet'suwet'en and Beatsy, the Mi'kmaq out here in Nova Scotia. All those at the top of the show notes. And Night of the Indigenous Devs, if you want to support your uh, local indigenous community through buying their games. <clears throat> All right, Steve, we got a bunch of jobs up on the site paperwork commences now bad jump games and pickering haven't heard pickering in a while is looking for a 3d unity developer uh insert coin accounting our account no not our accountants no yeah they're accounts right they're accounts yeah okay so full disclosure there uh are looking for auditor and tax supervisors they do specifically uh, accounting for game studios or trying to get more into that space uh that's one in montreal or remote another in toronto or remote regardless you could work remote Mikutech slash Joydrop in London, Ontario is looking for Unreal Engine programmer, a Unity programmer, who dual wielding engines over there, uh, intermediate full stack developer, senior full stack developer, and lead full stack developer. I assume that goes in ascending order of seniority. Would you think intermediate, senior, and then lead? Mm, I didn't do. I, I did that randomly. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I don't know. If you had to guess, maybe intermediate so. lead senior. Hmm. I don't know the difference between a lead and a senior, so... This isn't part of the discussion we had in our Discord about game titles and credits and stuff, but yeah. all that to say, Mickey Tech Joydrop, London, Ontario. Snowden Studios in Ottawa, great name, looking for a full-stack programmer, rendering programmer, and a senior generalist programmer. Uh, so lots of nerd openings over there. Sheridan College in Oakville is looking for a professor of game design part-time. Check that out. A-Game Studios, bring your A-Game to this Unity generalist position. And Clever Endeavor games is looking for a studio assistant qa note you must be fluent in french per the job description i checked and then decided not to apply because <laughs> i am not fluent in french i'm nowhere near fluent in french so just jokes about the french yeah i'm quite fluent in uh steve got a couple events vrto Ooh. the virtual reality augmented reality uh usually month-long thing but this year it's a week june 2nd to 8th uh going on you can check out tickets for that i think uh, there's student tickets and full price tickets of varying degrees of access to talks and resources uh tenocon 2021 the fan event for london ontario developer digital extremes very popular warframe is coming this july and just announced this week game dev atlantic is coming back all online october 22nd but tickets are up now early bird prices you know the whole rigmarole <clears throat> are you going to that I went last year. I'll probably go this year. I mean, if it's online, no reason not to. I had some fun talks last year. I enjoyed uh, work. Let me take like the day and and tune in for it. Nice. So yeah, I'd be down to see it again. I enjoyed it. Shout out to Lori. Just joined our Discord from uh, Interactive Society of Nova Scotia. Um, thank you for throwing a cool event events throughout the year. They years. have a they have a speaker call for speakers. You can speak on something. What would anyone, Steve? want to hear me talk about at game dev atlantic <laughs> canadian games i don't know that's true 
I feel like we might have an insight with the Canadian game dev scene. That's all for the paperwork this week. That was that was a speed run, Steve. For it those people who don't run. know, we have a hard out in um, 40, 53 minutes. So this will be an episode under an hour this week. Rain or shine. <clears throat> all right. We shuffled the paperwork. Now let's talk about some news, Steve. I got a lot. Ooh. I want to run through two weeks worth of news. First up, you and mine, favorite dating sim about old people <laughs> later daters it's <laughs> <laughs> coming to xbox one and series x or the x series they say i guess that counts is the x series s and x that's how oh, i read that oh yeah that's a good point i don't know i just thought it was called the x yeah oh wait i think that x refers to xbox so it's the xbox series yes so because series, series s and series x I'm on the page right now, uh, and it says available on Xbox One and Xbox Series X slash S with Xbox achievements and cloud saves. That's exciting. Oh. Um, we're a big did fan you, of this game. Yeah, I, uh, didn't, I, did, I only did the first three or four. It was three originally, one. right? And yeah, then, the part, part one was, uh, I think, three chapters, and then part two is four or five, <laughs> I think. Okay, I didn't do part two yet, so I, I got to I did a couple, uh, I think I streamed the first two episodes of part two, because the the first episode of part two is a, uh, they're having like a dream that they're like on like Star Trek or something, very relevant cultural reference for people of that age in 2021. Hmm. And I really liked it. Yeah. This game is sweet. So when's it coming out? June 19th? June 9th. June 9th. No one. June 9th. Okay. There you go. Yeah. So... Very excited about that. That's a Wednesday. Remember when games were always Tuesday, Steve? Wasn't uh, PlayStation was Tuesday and Xbox was Wednesday and Nintendo was Thursday? It could be. I don't know. I only gamed on PlayStation for a while. Yeah. Here's one very near and dear to my heart, Steve. Uh, Very okay vinyl, which uh, is not related to extremely okay games. Um, Asked about that. (laughs) Is a small run a video game soundtrack vinyl production company out of Ontario. Uh, they've just announced their first press, I think is what you call it when it's a vinyl. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the soundtrack to Necrosphere, uh, composed by Julian Andrezzo in uh, Florianapolis, Brazil. But the studio, or I guess the production company's in Ontario, which is why I want to highlight them because I like, uh, you know, like limited run. Uh, I am eight bit all these uh, special reserve games and now very okay. Vinyl is the first Canadian one I've encountered that make sort of physical copies of often indie games and soundtracks and such. Um, also, aren't, aren't you a vinyl nerd too? I do. My record player is a little busted at the moment, so I'm working on that. But yeah, I got the, a short hike vinyl, which was pretty hype. Came with a little slip mat with all like the crunchy leaves on it, which was cool. Um, but yeah, so I don't think this game is Canadian. Necrosphere. Have you heard of Necrosphere before? No. Necrosphere is developed by Kat Nagiri. Um, and their Twitter is also Brazil. So no, I believe it's a Brazilian game, but Canadian company. And I wanted to highlight it. What do you think, Steve? Uh, I mean, I'm not a big vinyl person, but mm-hmm. it's pretty cool actually that they're doing this. I would, I maybe like would cop some other games. They um, said there's more on the way, so mm, mm. Mm. stay tuned. You can follow uh, what are they? Very okay vinyl on uh, Twitter. It's they got they definitely got to team up with uh, extremely okay games. Extremely okay games. Yeah, <laughs> they really do. We should tweet that joke. Uh, <laughs> I like that joke, Steve. When I asked people, or uh, you asked people, no, I asked people for upcoming Canadian games. Uh, we had some passionate fans for. Um, Tuke Games' upcoming Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance, which has now been confirmed for Game Pass Day 1, uh, which is going to be June 22nd, about a month from today. Uh, it'll be available on Xbox One, Xbox Series XS, Windows 10 PC, and phones and tablets via Xbox Cloud Gaming. Beta bracket. <laughs> uh, you and I, you and I aren't big D and D nerds. We we kind of followed this since the Game Awards announcement, and we're like, oh, two games. That's a great name for a studio. But safe to say, we're not really 
equipped to speak to a Dungeons and Dragons game. No, um, but if it's on Game Pass, it'll most it'll, it's worthy of a download. Absolutely, I'll check it out. Um, yeah, I don't have much experience with Dungeons and Dragons, the tabletop game or the video games, but based <coughs> on our, our Twitter menchies, there was some interest. Um, yeah, good for them. Is it also coming to play? Oh, so it's also coming to PS4 as well, PS5. So. It'll, yeah, I mean, uh, this is a, this is like the beauty of Game Pass, right? It's just like it comes out, and you're like, I'm mildly interested in this, and mm-hmm. then it's like a very a really cheap way or cheap intro to a lot of games, and you just download it. You're like, nah, that's not for me, or you know, this was pretty cool, or I'm done with this now, and, mm-hmm. and you just like move on and find something that you actually do like love. So I'll uh, check I'll it probably, out. I'll probably cop this. In we can play together, Steve. It's a third person action brawler featuring up to four player co op. On this is the one that had PC. that weird trailer where it's like they're running, right? And the camera was like mm-hmm. following them from the front. And it was snowy. Yeah. Yep. That was the from the Game Wars, I think. If you don't have Game Pass, it will be available for thirty nine ninety nine, a very reasonable mid double A, I guess, price. That would cool. be what THQ would price a game in like two thousand nine. Very exciting. Cool. Alright, Steve. Phantom Compass, our friends in Toronto and St. Catharines. I've got a game we featured on Wishlist this Traversal. It's coming to Steam July 13th, confirmed. Um, trying to describe this game, I struggled uh, over uh, audio when we featured it on Wishlist this, but essentially there's it's a familiar puzzle that I think has been done in like Mario Galaxy and a couple other games where it's a 2D, you're looking top down at uh, a bunch of points on uh, a sort of blank canvas and you can select a point and it creates a line with a dot and you're trying to like pull the dot over top of a specific target mm-hmm. um, by like using different points connecting to it. Um, it's tough to describe, but uh, I think people who've you know played a lot of puzzle games or I guess Mario Galaxy, because this is definitely one in Mario Galaxy where I don't think you're making points, but like you can click on one and it drags Mario in that direction. And yeah, is it Mario like in a little bubble or something like that? And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and you got to line him up with the star to shoot him. Yeah, it's like that, know. but the whole game is that. If that makes sense, um, uh, it's got I a free demo to too. It better, so. <laughs> oh, does it? Oh, sorry. They have a play test. You can request access to a play test. This is a new feature Steam actually rolled out. If you look on a Steam page and it says like the release date, add your wish list, then under that. It's join the playtest, request access, and then on the developer side, they can look at all the Steam accounts that have requested access and like grant you access. And then I think you get like a, a beta version of it in your library. You can play, and then they are trying to gather feedback about the game. Oh, so yeah, it's got a it's got a uh, playtest button on the Steam page. So if you're interested in checking it out ahead of release, potentially, they've also won a couple of awards already. Um. They also have gifts on the Steam page. They do. Put gifts on your Steam page. They don't. They tell you not to. When you try to upload a GIF, they're like, "Don't upload GIFs." Yes, yeah, sentience. Yes, yeah, sentience. Idiots. <laughs> uh, no, shout out to Hillary and the marketing <laughs> team trying their best. Sixty-eight very positive reviews on sentience, by the way. I thought we were up, unless it went down. It might go down soon. <laughs> uh, Steve, <laughs> talk to me about my singing monsters. This is a bit of a, a hole in my Canadian game history. Uh, to be, I, to be honest, all I really know about it is that it's kind of a kid's mobile game, mm-hmm. um, from a studio in London, I believe. Big Blue Bubble, right? Big Blue, Makers of Foregone, a game you enjoyed. Ooh, that's right. I forgot about that. Um, I think this was like their first big hit to Yeah, say. I think so. I remember playing like a version of it, like at a, uh, at an event, like, fuck, like five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. Um... But I, I didn't play too much because it was always it was always like a kids directed towards children or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't know much about this. But now that I have kids, I'm looking at this. I'm like, yo, this is pretty sweet. Um, Before I even knew about CanadianInnovs.com, my aunt uh, and her very young, or I guess my cousins when they were very young, had this game on their phones when I was in like high school. And I was like, oh, what's this? And they're like, my singing monsters. And I watched them play for a bit. And I was like, oh, cool. Mm. And so. It was one of those rare games that, like, the normies in my life were playing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that. Um, I'm watching this, this trailer, though. It looks pretty sweet. It's like a, it looks like a colorful party game. Mm-hmm. All this to say, Mobile Hit My Singing Monsters is coming to consoles this November. 
mm-hmm. from London-based Big Blue Bubble. We'll probably check it out. Maybe it'll come to Game Pass. Who knows? Oh, that'd be, that would be clutch, actually, if it did. This is a very well-done trailer, I will say. Yeah. Um, it's It's got to have, like, a lot of reviews on mobile iOS. Let's see. I always love finding a fun... It's got 22,000 reviews on iOS, uh, an average of 4.5 out of 5 stars. Pretty good. Uh, this top review is awesome. This game is addiction. <laughs> Developer response. Hey, thanks for taking the time to review. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you could do that on iOS. Yeah, I've seen I've seen uh, like responses or whatever. It's usually people. People usually though is just like, oh, my phone crashes, man, man, man. They'll like respond about that or whatever. Um, they seem to be responding to some positive reviews. But let's just give a shout out to Foregone too because I really enjoyed that one. And mm-hmm. uh, that was a previous game. So actually watching the, watching this little gif of Foregone on their Twitter page is making me kind of want to Want to play Foregone again? A little bit. I, d- I had to play it one more time to get the platinum, and I was just like, oh, I don't really feel like. Mm. Like I had, I played it and beat it, and I was like, okay, I'm that's good. And then I didn't have the drive to like immediately play it again, and I just moved mm-hmm. on to the next game. Um, and I needed guide as well because there was like secrets and shit that I missed. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Foregone, Anyways. good game. My same monsters, probably a good game. Probably my uh, cousins seem to have a lot of fun with it, and Coming I generally up. trust their. Uh, Coming November to consoles. Sophia might be a good age actually to play with her at that time. What what consoles? Does it say at the end of this trailer? It yeah, says... PS4. It looks like everything. PS4, PS5, oh, yeah. Switch, Xbox X. So that's always the weird thing, right? It has Xbox One and Xbox Series XS as different mm-hmm. things, whereas PS4, PS5 is like kind of on the same. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Always weird. And Switch. Um, yeah, and then, you know, Baby Switch. Baby Switch. You're not going to release a baby game and not release it on the baby system. So No, you got to put it on the baby system for, for the babies, like me and my cousins. <laughs> and my baby. And your baby. You know what definitely is not a baby game you should not play with <laughs> Sophia is Chivalry 2, which has officially gone gold from Torn Banner Studios in Toronto. 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 Um, Toronto. Open beta going live uh, May 27th, so the, uh, I guess thursday of the week you're listening to this with the full launch june 8th i imagine this beta is very much please don't murder our servers please let everything go smoothly mm-hmm. is sort of last minute catch things uh event with the full launch hoping hoping to go smoothly steve but if fall guys and outriders and every christmas on xbox live have taught us anything <laughs> it'll crash on day one so, I mean, it crashing would be a testament to how many people are trying to play it, but I hope uh, with this beta they can you know get some early fixes in for any connection issues. I have not played Chivalry 1, but I have seen a lot of Chivalry highlights in the formerly Kotaku highlight reel, now its own project. Um, and it, it's uh, essentially sort of a first-person medieval battle simulator. You pick like a pike or a mace or a sword and run in. And there's voice chat and funny things happen, or you can coordinate and strategize to win the yeah. battle. I'd start off as a mod, I think, for a game. I could see that. It looks very much in that um, vein. I played. I played it like a long time ago, like because it's a fairly old game. The first one. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm trying to find. I'm trying to just find the Wikipedia page, but it's always annoying because apparently there's a chivalry game from 1983, which. It's not the fucking game that I'm trying to find. Here we go. Um, yeah, it came out in 2012, <clears throat> back in the day. And it was on PS3. I forget where. I, I played it on PC, but I forget like roughly when. But mm-hmm. um, I remember having a lot of fun. And Chivalry 2 looks pretty sweet. I'm trying to... Am I wrong in thinking that it was a Game Pass? They announced it for Game Pass? Am I wrong? No, it's uh, Epic Games was the thing. They was uh, coming right. to Epic Games Store. Let me double check if there is a... I, mean, I might just plans. be because uh, the game will be released on pretty much everything with cross-platform play support on all platforms too, which is always sweet. So, ah uh, yes, uh, Microsoft Store, PlayStation Store. Uh, it looks like there's going to be a physical copy at least in GameStop in the states in Target. Oh. Um, so if you want to get a disc copy, as I always recommend people do, you should check that out. Um, all right, it's pretty sweet. And yeah, correct, I will not play it around Sophia. So. Good, good. Uh, Steve, you're a little bit interested in this next bit of news. Uh, Built by Snowman, a studio in Toronto, 
who did Skate and Where the Cards Fall and a couple other Apple Arcade launch titles, as mm-hmm. well as Alto's Adventure Odyssey, have announced a new company slash studio. Uh, it's called Pock Pock, uh, with Pock Pock Playroom being their debut release. Uh, a collection of handcrafted toys that spark creativity and learning through open-ended play. Um, so looking at their page here, there's a two week trial. And then I think it's subscription based. Um, it's available for iPad at the moment, but I could see this coming elsewhere. They describe it, uh, as perfect for ages two to six quote, kids get to follow their noses, use their imaginations and explore at their own pace. They will build, tinker, experiment, learn and grow with each toy. There's no right or wrong way to play. So every season, sorry, session is unique. Um, they have a bunch of goals laid out here, safe and certified for kids, regular updates, calming and relaxing, grows with the kids, learn through play, prompts for parents and teachers. Looks like an all around, uh, they have quotes from uh, families and educators. I love the frog, Clara, 2.5 years old, says. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, so this is something you express a little bit interest in, obviously with your child hitting the age where they could potentially play this yeah because sophia is already enjoying a lot more of the colorful games we play a lot of animal crossing story of seasons with her because mm-hmm. she just kind of just loves the colors and, and whatnot of it but if i try playing like nba 2k she just throws a fit and it's like mm-hmm. i don't know i'm yeah. trying to get her into the WNBA, so i'm just like yo you need to watch the fundamentals <laughs> so <laughs> You're just showing then, her, like, Michael Jordan compilations and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Just watching <laughs> the Jordan documentary every day. No, don't do that. <laughs> so, and and uh, when we did the, um, we did a job ad for Sega Mini recently, because they're hiring, they're doing a big uh, hiring blitz. They they were kind enough to give me a code for their thing, which is very similar. Um, but I think skewed a little bit younger, because this is like, this is like up to five or six, and Sego Mini is kind of the one to three age range. Mm, okay. Because it's very simple. It's just like very colorful, like move, you know, pieces to build a little snowman or something like that. So she dug that too. So just seeing this, I'm like, yo, this is this is sweet. Like I'll definitely um, give this trial a shot with, uh, with Sophia and see if she likes it. I just feel like, I guess I have the 2.5 year old, but everything else I'm looking at, it seems a little bit older, like four to five year old. So I just want to look into that, but pretty sweet. I'm, I remember them saying that they were working on something different and um, cause all their games had kind of been iPhone games and kind of more relaxing, like Alto's adventure and Odyssey and where the cards fall and all that stuff. Uh, oh, so at the bottom here, I just want to highlight, it says iPhone, iPad and Mac. So at the top, it just said designed. Oh, so, okay. It says designed for iPad, but compatible with iPhone, iPod, and Mac. Right. Okay. Uh, so it looks like the monthly pass is three ninety nine. The annual pass, $29.99. Oh, that's not that bad, actually. Um, there's only one review responded so far. Someone said, I'm not paying for another subscription <laughs> service. I'll easily buy this app for five bucks, but I don't think subscription makes sense for this. And the dev said, thanks. This is really valuable feedback. We'll keep this in mind as we continue to update the app. In case it's helpful to know, I also wanted to share that we will update the app with new toys, new expansions on existing toys all the time, evolving the experience for kids. Thanks for sharing your thoughts. So I guess that is part of the sell for this. You're not just buying a $5 toy box for your kids. You're buying like a subscription service where... Uh, the the experience evolves over time. Yeah, and that's what Sego Mini did too. Like they used to just have different apps that they would just release. So mm-hmm. one the ne- the one would be like a train one and be like for two dollars or something like that. And then the next one would be I don't know space and shit. And it was always kind of similar. So then they like a few years ago they just merged it all into one big subscription thing and and mm-hmm. the same thing. So this is pretty it's pretty similar and it's interesting that like both are like Toronto based companies. Um, but, uh, you know, if you got little kids, like, this might be pretty sweet to check out. Perfect for ages two to six. So Sophia's a little bit younger than that. So I might mm-hmm. I might hold off a little bit. But there's no harm in, in introducing it to her. I can understand the subscription thing, though. Sometimes you just, like, you look at your monthly bill and you're just like, what the fuck? I'm paying for, like, <laughs> eight different things. Yep, yep. I've done that. I've tried to call a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm very interested in this. And uh, 
Built by Snowman's having loads of success. You know you're successful as a company when you're making other companies to make things. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Or you're hiding something. But I played I'm sure Skate that's City. Not that. I played some Skate City on Switch too, and it's pretty sweet. So excellent. We had Good. someone in our Discord playing Skate City on Steam, also enjoying it. Yeah, that's right. I remember. Yeah, yeah. I played. I played more on iPhone. I didn't play that much, but because like, I played a lot of it on iPhone, mm-hmm. um, and I was just checking out the Switch version. But yeah, there. Uh, I've been fans of Snowman for a while. Like Alto's Adventure. I think that was the I, first one. Yeah, Alto. Yeah, Adventure then Odyssey. Yeah, that the, Alto's Adventure was awesome. Like I played that a lot of that game. So mm-hmm. me too. A lot of that on my iPod Touch. Ooh, friends of the site, Steve. Uh, the Rocket Rumble team. Uh, Pixel Knots, I believe. Yeah, I got that right. Uh, their game Rocket Rumble is getting a beta this week. So if you want to spend this weekend playing Chivalry Two and Rocket Rumble, two very very different but <laughs> very Ontario developed games, you can check that out on their Steam. You can uh, uh, follow the game to get a reminder when the beta goes live. It's Friday at 4 p.m. to Monday, sorry Sunday at 8 p.m. Uh, I'm gonna hop into this one. I'd like to stream it. I know I talk about streaming a lot on here, but I am starting to get. I got the stream set up and uh, some bugs worked out. I streamed for 20 minutes today with no audio till Devin joined. <laughs> uh, so I, I would love to check out some Rocket Rumble, uh, test the multiplayer, I'm sure is the reason, um, partially the reason they're doing one of these mm-hmm. with the goal to come out, I believe, this summer. Yeah, um, I, was just, I was just looking to that. It just says come in 2021, but mm-hmm. and it'll be in early access. Mm-hmm, for about a year. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to check this one out. Uh, I like the, we've talked about it on wishlist this and, uh, at various announcements. Um, it's sort of like a, a on rails Mario Kart with item style game where you customize your sort of mech animal. There's like their heads at the top. It's like a Corgi or an Eagle or a pig. Um, but then they have sort of like a mech suit that has different stats and I, and you pick up items as you go and you're trying to knock people off and get to the finish line first. It looks gorgeous too. I love mm-hmm. this. Um, got another Kickstarter for you, Steve. Uh, this is from previously featured on Wishlist. This from Hot Sauce Bread in Ottawa, Ontario. Oh, nice. That's a great uh, name. Haste. <laughs> it is uh, Haste, a genre bending card game with turn based collectible, or sorry, unlike turn based collectible card games, Haste features real time card combat and fast paced decision making. Choose from among nine unique heroes with their own set of cards to build your team of three leading to thousands of possible matchups oh okay so it looks like you have three heroes on your side each one has their own deck and then you're sort of drawing and playing cards from uh, that deck in real time not turn-based uh we've designed haste to be easy to learn difficult to master with our incentive inventive mechanics players will uncover layers of strategy without getting bogged down by complicated rules or walls of text i find that very compelling as someone who doesn't like turn-based games doesn't like really complicated games uh, and there's also a free demo on Steam right now. Oh, nice. Planned release date March 2022 with the Kickstarter going on now. Uh, they've hit $7,000 of their $20,000 goal with 24 days to go, which is a great sign. Uh, the projects usually hit 100% in like the past or the like final 24 hours. Um, it's an all or nothing, so if they don't hit their goal, they will not be going through with the game. Um, but... I might back this one, I think. I don't have a back sound, but... Oh, yeah, that's right. I think at uh, $12, you get the digital copy and a bunch of other things, so that's super reasonable. Ooh, that's a limited edition early bird. 24 left. Maybe I'll grab oh, one of those. Copper right now. After that, it's $15 for the same tier, which you just I use think the is purchase. Still... You can just use the purchase sound, because it's the same. Purchasing yeah. the game. Yeah, Winner Ganya, I believe Ganyo. that's it. It's been a while since we had a, a live yeah, so. purchase. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna check. I'm gonna I'm gonna cop that. I have so many, um, not so many, like two or three <coughs> games I've just put on Kickstarter through this site, like Snacko from Snacko Dev in BC, the little purple cat farming sim game. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna check out Haste. It's 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 a good pitch for someone like me who doesn't normally like this type of game. They're trying to yeah. make one I would like. What do you think so- of this page? Uh, yeah, it's looking pretty sweet. I know we've discussed how we're both kind of not big on card things, but it just kind of looks like the card's the menu. Like, the, basically, it's the equivalent of, like, the attack and magic menu or whatever in, in like, a Final Fantasy game. Mm-hmm. Um, the art's pretty sweet, too, so 
It looks pretty. I was just watching the trailer like as you were talking, and it looks it's looking pretty cool. I like it. Mm-hmm. Me too. They have some great gifts as you scroll down to kind of explain how oh, really? the the traps and attacks work. They've essentially taken the card wheel at the bottom and the characters and just put them over a white background. So it very uh, it focuses the viewer's attention on what the gift's trying to communicate, whether it's like a trap or an attack. Or combining cards from different decks, it looks like. I can combine a card between two characters' decks. Um, And I also really, really dig the art style. These heroes look super cute. Lynx is a bard who's just a cat with one of those, like, spindles. But instead of, like, the handkerchief tied at the end, it's, like, a (laughs) cat toy, like, ball on a string. That's good. Um, Yeah, no, that's good. And uh, this looks great. Uh, They have a couple stretch goals at... Ooh, they're hidden at the bottom. At 50k, you get arcade mode. Uh, 40k, a new hero. 30k, a new... Oh, skin, sorry. Two new skins. A new game mode. And it looks like there are more planned, but they're hidden at the moment, assuming they reach those goals. Um, yeah. Digging this. I backed it. Very oh, you backed fast. it? Officially? Oh, yeah, Steve. Winner Ganya. $15. Winner Ganya. Oh, I'm playing it. Don't worry. Winner Ganya. All right, Steve, I have two quick news things I want to hit. Uh, first up, uh, this week, gamesindustry.biz, probably the one of the foremost <coughs> reporters on sort of the, the business of the games industry rather than the games themselves, uh, put out um, a pretty comprehensive account of what has actually happened at Ubisoft following all of the allegations that came out last summer when we here at KingGames.com stopped our coverage of Ubisoft games. Uh, aside Ghosted. from the indie series, which we wanted to highlight because it's indie developers who are you know getting something through Ubisoft's funding. Uh, but it doesn't look good, Steve. I want to pull out this quote here. Uh, quote, in Canada, nothing has changed since the appointment of Christophe Drenez, who happens to be Yves Gilmo, CEO of Ubisoft's cousin in July of 2020. New harassment cases have been reported since, but those who reported the issue issues were sidelined in December of 2020. Um, so as we had feared, um, it looks like nothing's really happening. Uh, of course, Legion and Valhalla were two massive launches last fall, uh, the most successful Assassin's Creed launch of all time. Um, and it, it appears sort of nothing's happened materially at the studios. They're sort of hemorrhaging a lot of talent. I've been following people from our Twitter who left and are saying it's like, I can't believe what a relief it feels now that I don't work there anymore. I didn't realize how much it was weighing on me. Um, there's been uh, people who have sort of shared their experiences um, without naming them as they requested not to uh, in this piece and on Twitter uh, about how they would try to join the committees that they had set up internally to try and, you know, create a more inclusive space, but felt management didn't listen to any of the results of those committees or really act on any of thing other than um, putting out PR statements and editing their Ubisoft direct a month afterwards to include a statement at the front of the YouTube video that no one saw cause everyone watched it live. Um, yeah, super discouraging stuff out of Ubisoft. And I think it's safe to say we will continue not covering their games till we feel they're in a position that aligns with our values. Is that safe to say, Steve? Uh, yeah, pretty much just some perfectly fine with ghosting them and till, um, you know, they don't, just have a giant like sexual harassment studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Eve needs to step down, obviously, mm-hmm. and fucking just all these people need to just leave and be replaced with non assholes and mm-hmm. kind of just like set up systems so that doesn't like happen in the future. And you know, I didn't really read that article. I kind of missed it this week, and uh, you know, it's discouraging. And um, yeah, I don't know. Fuck you, soft, whatever. Perfectly fine. My life has been perfectly fine ghosting them and not playing any other games. So. <laughs> yeah. The stock is down, uh, too. So, Oh, is it? Yeah, they're, I mean, at the tail end of last year, they were at like 80-ish dollars. And uh, they're at 58 right now. And it dropped almost to 50, it looked like, uh, a few weeks ago. So hmm. they, they had a drop in, it looks like in February it started to like kind of fall, so. That's how you get Eve's fired, though. Won't be the sexual <laughs> stuff. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it won't. 
Uh, on a on a slightly lighter, slightly more serious note, I wanted to talk about the Toronto map in Overwatch 2, Steve. Uh, this week there was an Overwatch 2 developer stream. Uh, I'm sure there's a Canadian at, at a Blizzard who worked on this, but I take issue with the three points of interest. This is from a May 20 tweet from at play overwatch whether the toronto winter in overwatch 2 points of interest on this map include hotel monte bianco maple leaf trees and tim fordson's all right steve so you know the famous ford (laughs) the famous coffee chain tim hortons uh we all know uh but it and and i've been tweeting and trying to get a a response i won't get a response of course but uh ford sons I think it's either coincidence, in which case it's a horrible coincidence and they should change it, or it's an intentional, I guess, Easter egg or reference, in which case whoever's idea that was needs to be fired. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I think it's intentional. Doug Ford was like pretty much a meme, right? And it takes place in Toronto and he was the Toronto Rob Ford. Yeah, sorry, Rob Ford. I mean, they're both memes, but Rob Ford was a meme, basically. He was he went mm-hmm. on Jimmy Kimmel, right? Like he, mm-hmm. Yeah, he was everywhere. Um and uh so I think it's and and so he was the mayor of Toronto. It's it's a Toronto map, and then like his brother is the premier of Ontario and he hates Toronto, mm-hmm. um, obviously. And uh and you know, Toronto hates him. Obviously. <laughs> it's li- literally like the middle point of the map is Nathan Phillips Square in front of City Hall. So like I where yeah. Rob Ford served for three or four years or whatever. So like and Ford's sons, like they're both brothers, sons of the famous Etobicoke Ford family who, you know, sort of built a mini, it was drugs. They sold a lot of drugs in Etobicoke and, uh, and had like a sticker factory, I think is the front or something. I forget. Yeah. But yeah, I think this is a very poor decision on behalf of Blizzard. And, uh, it would be like if the new New York map had like Trump coffee or like Trump co or something like, uh, get it. I'd be like, no, everyone here hates him. And this is, <laughs> if this was a reference for Canadians, I think choosing the the deceased crackhead mayor of Toronto and the now-hated premier of Ontario uh, as that reference was a, a bad decision. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's whatever. The Tim Hort, like, they're, yeah, I mean, whatever. Whatever. Fuck Overwatch. <laughs> Uh, hashtag Hong Kong. I have been enjoying all the nerds like complain about it going five versus five because I yes. guess a bunch of esports people are losing their jobs now, which I don't. I don't know. It's just funny to me. It is funny. <laughs> Lots of changes. I uh, all the Overwatch Two stuff is coming to Overwatch One for free, so like I can maintain my boycott, uh, my boycott of Blizzard, and still play Overwatch Two. <laughs> but, but um, oh really? Yeah. So why play Overwatch? Why why buy Overwatch Two then? If everything it's going to have a PVE mode, like a sort of campaign thing. Oh. Uh, where you can play through... They've done events that were PvE. Um, <coughs> player versus everyone, for those of you who don't know. Uh, so instead of the multiplayer, it's like a cooperative sort of linear campaign. Um, and then I think Overwatch 2 will just replace Overwatch 1 on store shelves. It's like the new entry point to Overwatch, the ongoing multiplayer game. Yeah, fair. Are you on a Blizzard blackout because of the China stuff? Hashtag free Hong Kong. Yeah, true. Yes, we'll not be purchasing another Blizzard game. Um, but sneaky. What about the like 17 Diablos that are coming out? Absolutely not. I have zero interest in Diablo, but I hope Aaron and everyone else in the discord enjoys Diablo two resurrected. It looks pretty sick. I'm going to buy it. All right. 15 time for everyone's favorite segment. Wait, do you have something to add there? I feel like I talked over you a lot. Oh, I was just making a joke that I'm going to buy a bunch of copies of, uh, Overwatch two, Overwatch two, uh, support, uh, for Overwatch 2 is support for censorship in Hong Kong. Maybe. I don't know. It's complicated. <laughs> wishlist right. this, Steve. Every week I highlight three upcoming Canadian-made games that you got to add to your wishlist oh, right no. now. Inspired by Steve and Brett, rest in peace, frequent wishlisting of games. While we were talking about them, I was like, hey, let's make it a segment. And I think it's a quite a popular segment, at least based on likes on Twitter, which is never a good ga- gauge for anything, and I hope. In any way, it supports these studios more than the two wish lists they get from us. <laughs> but all that to say, these are called from Twitter. I put out a call today, or yesterday, I guess, for upcoming Canadian games. And I got I got a trio for you, Steve. First up, Descent Vector, colon, Space Runner by Heavy Pepper, Inc. in Hamilton, Ontario. Quote, 
Race your space pod through a procedurally generated gauntlet of space stations, asteroids, and debris in this single-player, sci-fi, endless runner. Test your limits, experience wild crashes, and improve your distance. Visit unique solar systems and unlock new space pods to pilot. So it essentially looks like uh, you're piloting like the lunar lander thing, where like there's like a thruster on each corner that sort of like pushes you in a direction. Yeah. Um, if you hit something, you take a bit of damage. You can take a certain amount of damage before your your, your runs over, and you're sort of pushing it. Uh, the the um, the pod stays like flat on the pane in front of you, and you're like flying forward into the screen as stuff comes at you, and you're sort of spinning around on a two D plane, trying to avoid everything. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, I'm actually. This is looking pretty sweet. Um, the <laughs> it's always the joke in space, though, where it's just like, why don't you just go outside of the little like cylinder <laughs> fan to support all this? But um, it looks pretty chaotic. Like, I you're going fast. Yeah. Like, you're, yeah, you're moving. Going, it looks hard as fuck. Like, <laughs> looking at it, but it seems pretty sweet. Definitely a fun arcade arcade runner type of thing. I guess runner or follower. I don't know. Um, and uh, yeah, it's got gifts too, the Steam page. So kind of you get the you get the sense of exactly what this game is, and it looks pretty sweet. So launching twenty twenty one with beta access through their Discord, which is linked on the Steam page. Um, and it looks like at the end of this trailer, you like land on like a landing pad. So I'm not yeah. sure if the endlessness is broken up into like sections. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, I don't know. It could be like like uh, every section's a different sort of background <laughs> of space, but I wonder if you the... get like little upgrades or something like that where you can kind of I don't know you get something to you know make your hull stronger and maybe some weapons or something like that to avoid. okay. At the bottom of the Steam page, it says uh, unlock increasingly dangerous courses, new space pods to pilot, and endless runner mode on each level you complete. Uh... So I believe there's like a set of levels that you can beat, and then once you beat that level, you can play it on endless mode. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, because like. the um, the trailers and the gifts are all that like red planet. But then if you look at the screenshots, there's like kind of different ones. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's looking pretty sweet, very pretty too. The red one's probably one that's like most done and ready to make the trailer. I'd imagine, and they're yeah. working on the other levels. Looks like a cool volcano planet. I'm down with it. There's like a like a looks like the moon, but there's like crystals orbiting it, like Saturn rings. Yeah. Very cool. Guys, Steve is Descent Vector Space Runner from Hamilton based Heavy Pepper Inc. on your Steam wish list. Yes, it is. Excellent. Next game today on wish list. This comes to us from British Columbia, The Tower of Wowers by Necrocatic Games. They uh, replied to us and then got a whole bunch of likes. So this felt to me like one of those. Uh, game communities that's very passionate on Twitter, like we discovered with Paralives last year with our end of year mm. polls. They replied to us and then just got a shit ton of likes. Uh, Tower of Wowers is uh, an upcoming RPG comedy 2D single player game. Quote, battle your way up 60 plus floors of hand-drawn enemies in this satirical RPG. Um, getting RPG maker vibes. Uh, and it's very weird. Like the, the characters you're controlling are very simple like 2d sprites like in a fire emblem rpg but the the, the enemies are like drawings <laughs> yeah they're like like someone <laughs> like, look took a picture of a, a drawing they made with crayons and yeah uh, like an eight-year-old's drawings or something it looks pretty funny actually <laughs> yeah the uh uh long toe is the first enemy and it's just a guy with a gun and a knife and a really really long big toe uh inside out giraffe is a giraffe where their legs are pointing up from their back so they're on the floor like a slug <laughs> uh man yeah these are some freaky screenshots um i like the idea of uh, of more satirical games i think games are a ripe and unexplored place for satire grand theft auto aside um what do you think steve looking at this game yeah, uh, it, like it looks like a eight or sixteen bit like RPG, um, which you know I'm down with turn uh, turn based combat. It's like my jam for sure. The 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 enemies are just like it's throwing me off. It's just funny. Looks pretty mm-hmm. sweet. Uh, I'm just trying to find. Oh, here here's a trailer. Okay, and uh, even like the overworld or whatever, like when you are traveling, looks just like a RPG from that era. So. Just trying to find a battle though, but I don't see any gifts or videos of a battle. 
but you know, still time, obviously. It's hoping oh. to be out thirty first of May, which would be, I guess, seven days from when we're recording, uh, like less than a week from when it goes live. Uh, you said, "Oh, do you find a battle?" Uh, no, I think there's like a, uh, there is like a battle at the end of one of the trailers, but it looks more like a cutscene type of thing. Like it doesn't look like the screenshot battle, so I'm a little confused by it. But in general, it's pretty sweet actually. Very, very low recommended specs for this, what I think is an RPG maker game. This one enemy is just Ian, and it's like this <laughs> redhead guy with a big nose and a, holding yeah. a red Carrot. pepper. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I gotta ask Steve, is the Tower of Wowers from BC-based Necrocatic Games on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Excellent. Last game today on wish list this comes to us from Blue Pin Studio in Toronto, Ontario. Explory Story, uh, releasing October 2021, wishlist now on Steam. Quote, Play as a world-famous detective who is stuck inside one of his own works. Be careful and watch your step. The words on the page can come to life. It's a exploration hidden object uh, style game. Uh, the... Uh, gameplay looks like you're controlling a detective, like literally on a book. Yeah. Like it's super zoomed in on like page one uh, in the later days of April, comma, in the Equinox, yeah, whatever. And so you're sort of like, it looks like you're walking around this page, like a, I think maybe point and click. Uh, doesn't, isn't tagged that. <clears throat> and uh, sort of collection hidden object. Yeah. Did you ever play. Um Oh, what the fuck was it called? It was like Comic Zone or something. It was a Sega Genesis beat em up. And it was basically that idea where like a comic book uh like artist was just like uh sent into like his comic and No. It's pretty good. So like on like the panels of the comic you were Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Okay. Comic Zone, I think. Yeah, Comic Zone. And Comic was it. spelled C O M I X because it was the name. Of course it was. Of course it was. <laughs> Explory story is the word explore, but with a Y instead of an E in story, which alliteration. Or no, that's not alliteration, that's just rhyming. Uh the character looks a lot like Sherlock Holmes. He's got like yeah. the little front and back hat with the magnifying glass. You have like I'm seeing a heart meter and like a sort of inventory. So this is very, very interesting, and it looks a lot like, uh, you know when those, like, Geronimo Stiltons or kid books, they would just replace a word with a picture of the words, like cheese would just be a block of cheese? Oh, uh, I know what you mean, but I don't know, like, I don't know that, but I, I understand what you mean. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's music playing behind me, I don't know why. Uh, something just started blasting outside my apartment, but nice. Explore Your Story, very intriguing. October yeah, 2021. Need, you need to get um, some gifts or a video on here, though, just to see how it play out. Maybe on their Twitter or something we have that. Um, let's, at let's Blue Pin Studio on Twitter. Let me take a take a peek. Um, they have some, some dev vlogs. Maybe explain it a little better. Uh, I see a gif. I, it, looks, it looks like it might just be like WASD move up, down, left, right. That's fair. Um, oh, there's the gif, the guy coming out of the door or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty sweet actually. Their their first tweet was October thirty first last year, so minimal social media presence for the moment. But uh, they responded to my call for Canadian Games to wishlist and Steve. Oh, oh their itchio oh. has a has a GIF actually where you kind of are walking across the page and it's raining and stuff. It looks pretty, looks really good actually. So does it look like point and click or like WASD? Uh, WASD, if I had to guess. Okay, uh, your character is literally named Holmes, so that's awesome. Oh, there's a download. I can download it on itchio right now. What is this? Is this a demo? Maybe. Should I, should I do the download ding? Uh, yeah, I'll download it. Alright, we got a download of what we assume might be a demo on itch.io. If so, I'll link it with uh, the Steam page. Um, yeah. And on top of that download, Steve, I have to ask, is... Explory Story from Bluepin Studio in Toronto, Ontario on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Awesome, and that is it for wish list this this week. If you want to get us talking about your game, I want to talk about your game. I want to put a little little thread when the podcast goes live with a trailer and a Steam page. Get people to check it out. Wish list. All hail the mighty Steam algorithm. Get it to us. Contact at CanadianGameDevs dot com at CanadianGameDevs on Twitter. And then in fifteen weeks, when we ask for more games and you link us your game, we'll be like, "Oh, we already did this." <laughs> yeah, I'll link you the episode I talked about it on, which you very obviously didn't hear. You fake fan. <laughs> 
uh, let's round out the show, uh, our tight hour-long episode here, Steve, with what we've been playing. Uh, I streamed bombing a graffiti oh, sandbox. Random, oh. random story. Um, Single Mayhem Valley came out. Oh yeah, out now on Steam, I believe, yeah. uh, and uh, I think GOG and maybe another store. Uh, Epic Games. Oh, Epic Games. Mayhem and Single Value. Mayhem and Single Valley from Kitchener, Ontario-based Flux Topic <laughs> Limited. Shout out to Brian and the team there. Epic, GOG, and Steam out now. 11 Steam reviews labeled as positive. Good. I'm going to stream it. I'm going to get it and stream it. Nice. Anyway, um, sorry. What have you been yes. playing? I uh, streamed bombing today. Uh, Devin hopped on the stream, was one of the two people watching me play bombing, <laughs> 20 minutes of which I didn't have any sound. Uh, I got the achievement, Steve, so take that. And... Uh, <laughs> I like it. I had a lot of fun with it. I learned a lot about spray paint. I asked Devin a lot of questions. Um, Devin or someone Devin knows, like, as, I don't know. I think it's Devin, but maybe for legal purposes, someone Devin knows, is a very proficient street artist in Toronto uh, and has experience (laughs) with a lot of this kind of public art so i was asking questions about the different nozzle heads uh whether this would actually be how long it takes a can to run empty uh and uh, it was very educational and i had a lot of fun there's uh nine eight different uh maps in addition to the tutorial uh level and some great songs playing on sort of like a boombox on the ground while you're walking around the levels um i drew the homer simpson walking into the hedge meme i drew pac-man uh i drew a calculator get to the thing you actually want to talk about what you drew oh i drew the (laughs) canadian game devs leaf which i guess is just the maple leaf with the hammer and sickle in it and yeah uh, yeah, it's the canadian game devs leaf that's (laughs) (laughs) you know from the from the website (laughs) uh yeah it's great it's delightful i had a lot of fun with it it's like seven bucks check it out listen to some tunes spray paint um learn about street art i drew a big kirby as the finale there's one spot on the uh factory level where there's like just huge blank wall with like a spotlight hanging down and i was like kirby is going right there what's this think 3d one that you did with the portal is that like a quote from that game yeah the well it's I, i think it's actually like now you're thinking with portals oh i see but i didn't want to write all that so i was like think 3d that's fair. I guess cool. that, yeah, it was a, I misspelled coffee too. I learned after. Hey, yeah, post <laughs> on our Twitter. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, thank you to Devin for hanging out in the chat and humoring me with all my questions. And nice. uh, I tried to buy it on itch.io, Steve. Something kept going wrong with PayPal. I tried buying it through <clears throat> the browser and through the itch.io app. Um, but yeah, it just wouldn't take my PayPal. And so I uh, just bought it through Steam. But um, yeah, I, I to- went... I went straight to Steam. Sorry, Devin. That's okay. I'm sure he understands. Also, left a review, as you should do if you've purchased it and played a little bit of it. It helps out. Um, yeah, so streamed bombing, and uh, this week I want to stream the... Uh, what's a reasonable goal? I got time this week, Steve, so I could do... Should we do some Ooh. Chivalry 2 beta? Bombing well, I mean, uh, hit 10 positive reviews, too. So Hey, I think I was That's- probably the 10th one, unless someone's reviewed it since three hours ago. <laughs> Uh, let me see. Can I search by? I don't know. You I'm might be able to filter by recent, but yeah, ten positive reviews. We can get that. We can get those numbers up. Don't worry, Devin. Um, he said uh, he would consider the game successful if it made back the hundred dollar Steam dev fee to list a game, and he said it is a success. So glad to hear. Nice, it. nice. Um, yeah. So this week, let's. Uh, I'm going to stream the Chivalry Two beta. The we, you and me could maybe find a time to stream some Rocket Rumble together through the Ooh. multiplayer. I'll try. I'll try. I guess technically we could do Chivalry as well, but um and uh Mayhem I'm gonna stream. Nice, nice. Other than that, on stream I finished Resident Evil Eight. Uh, the ending's absurd. What a terrible fucking story, eh? <laughs> <laughs> you said it, man, not me. Uh, I hate everything. Now that that's in the Resident Evil lore, that game, I I hate it. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> like, like you hate the the you hate the Resident Evil lore now, or you you hate that contribution to it? I hate that contribution to it because mm. like, I I I do like the world of Resident Evil, 
in terms of like you know the umbrella corporation that fucking just tested a bunch of shit that it shouldn't have and destroyed a city and nuked it and Resident Evil 6 kind of fucked up with a lot of stuff too but I really like appreciate that 7 was just like you know it didn't have any ties to Umbrella like I really thought Resident Evil 7 was just sort of a, a soft reboot of the franchise but you had uh, at the end like Chris yeah he, yeah Umbrella yeah he works like spoilers for Resident Evil 7 from like four years ago but mm-hmm. Chris comes in at the end and he's working for Umbrella and, and there's a DLC then afterwards where he's like now an Umbrella like uh, employee i guess and they're trying to like <laughs> fix up all their shit then Free resident Evil comes in with vampires and and werewolves where i'm like oh my god like what is even going on and like they link it back to umbrella like with the uh, spencer kind of being like, the fucking girl's boyfriend like way back mm-hmm. in the day or whatever mm-hmm. i'm just like oh my god <sighs> so yeah all that aside um i really liked resident evil 8 steve uh uh i definitely have something in my brain's broken since resident evil 7 uh i've my friends in third and fourth year really pushing me to play more games on pc with them so i i've sort of flipped a switch in my brain from first person shooter on controller to mouse and keyboard now mm. and I'm, I'm worried that that's just like broken my brain now uh but yeah, something about trying to shoot in first person in Resident Evil 8 just didn't feel right. But I loved a lot of the level design. People were really mean to the factory, which is a later sort of like hub. I liked it. I love the factory. Yeah. I think it's some of the strongest level design in a game I've seen. It's perfect at um, something Resident Evil does is you're like, you'll find a key or like an eye or something. And then you know where you have to use that. <laughs> and the level will take you back to that point in a way that feels really natural and isn't backtracking and isn't like contrived. He's just like, you'll, you'll unlock a door that was locked before, or you'll, you'll come through a bookshelf or something that Mm -hmm. was like a two way bookshelf. And the factory has some of the strongest elements of that in the game. Yeah. I saw that a lot too, before I played where people were like, yo, the last, like the last area is like some of the worst Resident Evil level. I was like, Mm -hmm. what? And like, I played it and I'm like, actually, I thought that the dollhouse was terrible. Like I hated that. Wait, part. I love the doll. I love the dollhouse. You you don't. The dollhouse isn't a Resident Evil level. The dollhouse is an escape room. I and know, and I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't like it, and I didn't like the um, like the mine or whatever. Like with the slug person, the gross the gross one, like the middle mm-hmm. part. I didn't like that one, but I thought the the beginning and end, like the castle and the factory were really strong. I mm-hmm. like the game gameplay wise, like I thought it was great, but story wise I'm like, I hate all of these all of this. I wish they nuked mm-hmm. that entire village so that it just kind of wiped it off the map of <laughs> of uh, Resident Evil, so but Yeah. Have you replayed it the knife knife run? Because there's Apparently, what people what what's fa- like fairly easy to do is like you buy the like the stronger knife and then you can do a knife only run for a trophy, and you play it under three hours or beat it under three hours or something like that. I saw people doing that and I was like, that seems ridiculous, but everyone's like, no, it's actually easier. I uh, so I beat it and it was like, hey, you've unlocked all these new things, and I was like, great, and then I ejected the disc and put it back on my <laughs> yeah, shelf. I've, I haven't and I played it never either. Played again. That's fair. I didn't even like uh, try. Uh, the mercenaries mode yet. I was like, uh, I told Tony, I was like, I'm going to get, like, I'm never, like, uh, once I got the new consoles, I was like, if I buy a game for this console, I'm not going to buy another one until I beat it. And I was like, so I have to beat Resident Evil 8 before Ratchet and Clank comes out. And I beat it in like a week and a half. And I was like, oh, sick. So uh, get ex- getting excited for Ratchet and Clank now, avoiding all the previews. But yeah, other than uh, bombing and regular Apex with my friends, new season's great, and beating Resident Evil 8, it's about it for me for these past two weeks. Lots of um, sentience. Team play's almost working. Yeah, I haven't played... I haven't had a chance to play that much, so I beat Resident Evil 8, as we just discussed. I've been playing Returnal, which is fun, but it's still the same thing that, like, you even asked me about, like, before I bought it, where it's just like, I thought you were tired of roguelikes, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I am, but this is, like, a new PS5-only game, so I have to buy it, and sure enough, I play it, and I'm just like, fuck, why is this a roguelike? Like, why do I yeah. have to replay this stupid map again? Like, Yep. Uh, I just wish it was like a ten, eight hour. I basically wish it was just Resident Evil, like an eight hour sort of story driven shoot 'em up <clears throat> with mm-hmm. like a score, like, you know, and uh, it's fun. People are loving it. I like it. It's fine. It's just like a genre that I'm so burnt out on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I dabbled in Skate City, as I mentioned. And then uh, my, our old realtor, I was talking about this in Discord, bought us a Oculus Quest 2. 
um, which is sick. And I haven't really paid attention to VR at all since I sold my PSVR like two years ago, a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I haven't had a chance to really play. I, I was literally going to play it today, and then Sophia came up and wanted me to pick her up, so I couldn't play it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Stitch Media was kind enough to send me a code for Flow Weaver. On Toronto-based Oculus. VR studio. And then uh, Vancouver-based Metanaut, Metanaut VR uh, has Gadgeteer on there, which uh, I'm going to pick up. Um, it's like a puzzle game, so I, I have, I know the games I want to play. I just haven't had a chance to like play VR because that's the problem with VR, right? Like when you play it, you're basically ignoring everything else in your life. You're a bad dad yeah. when you're playing VR. Yeah, <laughs> so. and I get like three hours, three to four hours a day of non-Sophia time. So that's usually, you know, there's other things to be filled in that void. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, uh, VR. So if you have VR games. Yeah, if you're a Canadian developer with the, there's a, a couple that we've done on the site. I think you should check out. I think Vertrix is a Quebec developer's sort of spin on a like Game Boy Tetris. Yeah, uh, I gotta something. check our the wish list because I know we wish listed them, even though we're both like, I don't know, I can't play. Because like mm-hmm. I, I even just the other day I watched a video of Half Life Alex as like the story because I was like, well, I'm never going to play and beat this, so I might as well just watch like a story review of it, and mm-hmm. so I know exactly what happens in the game. Um, Wait, so you watched that just before you got sent a new VR headset? Yeah. Oh, man, like, that's look, awesome. Because <laughs> I, I saw a video of the top 10, like, twists in games. Mm-hmm. And Half-Life Alex was on there. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I just watched, like, a video on, like, that summarized the whole game. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is cool. I'll never get to play this. And then now I have a VR unit. That's awesome. Steve has the worst luck where, like, we joke in our Discord. <laughs> if he buys a new game, it'll be, like, the PS Plus game or part of the next Humble Bundle or it'll be free on Epic the next week. And yeah. so if Steve shows any interest in a game's story, uh, he will then get sent a brand new VR headset to play oh, that sweet. game after he's had it spoiled. <laughs> Someone sent me an Itch.io page too of uh, their VR game, I guess like VR demo thingy. And I got to figure out how to, I guess there's like an app I can download on Oculus to side load stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, how you can like a, you can just basically like run your desktop through um yeah, Oculus? that's what I thought. Because Half Life Alex is not on the Oculus Quest store, no. but like I guess any you could still like you just use your computer to give you that extra boost of power. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might need a like an adapter or something, or like a link cable to the computer. I think is yeah. how you want to do it. Um, but then you can like I think load it on there and then. Yeah, that's what it seems. I just haven't had a chance to look at it, but that's super exciting i'm excited for you to dive back into vr there's been so many things since so many things like even from the launch of vr you just couldn't play on psvr you know yeah no i there's there i was looking at the store and it's like because i have the app and it, like there's a lot of shit on in there i want to play i just you know it's just a matter of like i only have so many hours of the day where i could play vr so pardon mm-hmm. me anyway speaking of which we gotta wrap this up that's it for episode number 186 of the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us keep doing what we do, you can support us over on Patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs. As mentioned, you'll get special two-day early access to the show, a channel on our Discord, game key giveaways every month uh, from various bundles and charity things uh, Steve, mainly Steve buys. Um, and uh, at the $5 credited patron tier or higher, we will list your name in our credits every week like these lovely folks. Thank you so much, Aaron McLeod. Canuck Play, David Winter, David Nagy, Daniel Miller, Eric Beer, check out thebotbook.com, Eleanor, Hanel, Gene Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, Graf Metal, Kai Hutchins, Meow the Lion, Meow the Leon, uh, Nicholas A. Zorko, Nav from the Academy of Games, Pixelnauts underscore Alex, Sean Hayden, and Stacey H. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please drop us a review. Uh, if the service you listen on has that feature, please do it. And uh, if you like the episode but can't leave feedback there, let us know. Contact at CanadianGameDevs.com, at CanadaGameDevs on Twitter. Steve and I, personal Twitter's linked in there. Uh, hashtag Free Palestine. Uh, thanks for joining us. Steve, where can people find you? Well, I guess I already said that. Yeah, any so bets you want to place this week? You got any time? Um, the Leafs I, make I, it out of the first round? Yeah, they'll make it out of the first round. You think? I think so. Even without Tavares? I don't know anything, though. Okay. <laughs> I don't really follow hockey, and there's been a few like <laughs> events where I'm just like, I hate hockey. Like the, the f- whole fight, like the fighting basically, I'm just like, this is a terrible sport. So I haven't, uh, I haven't really been following. Leafs make it out much. of first round. I'm putting it on our bet uh, list at the bottom here. You, the, you know, what's very soon actually, let me actually, hold on. Wait, do you have a bet section on the dock? 
just at the bottom, I put our bets. Uh, Steve bets Steven $10 that Nemesis is the Resident Evil uh, just... character in Dead by Daylight. Uh, Steve bets nothing that wraps are the top 10 at the end of the year. And now <laughs> nope. uh, Leafs, Leafs, they're not? Uh, Raps did not make top 10, though. Oh, so oh, you're 1 for 3, or I guess 0 oh for 1 so far. So by the time this actually goes live for Normies, the Dead by Daylight event will happen. Because it's, it's, uh, it's on Tuesday. Okay, that's exciting. So we'll know. We'll know. We'll know. I think you know what you know what it probably is Nemesis because Resident Evil Two remake was so big. But I uh, sorry, that's Mister. Ne- what's Nemesis from? Three. Three. Yeah. Excuse me. Okay, actually, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty because there's you're betting on one character, and I'm just betting it's not that character. So I think the uh, the Vegas odds are on my favor there. That's true. That's a good point because it could just be Lady Demetria or whatever the hell her name is from the new game. Mm, I don't think it is. I think because like we saw with Silent Hill and sort of the other, it's like the iconic one of each franchise. But um, they said specifically it's a monster, right? Like it's not going to be one of the good guys because it could be like Chris or Jill or somebody. Yeah, but Chris doesn't wouldn't like be hunting down all these people, would he? (laughs) No, no, no. They've done a like hero like um they added heroes who are. Uh, I don't. License. I don't know. Actually, I gotta remind myself. I feel like what I feel like what they always do though is they do add a monster and they do add good people. So mm-hmm. you think the I'm monster gonna, will be Nemesis? I'm like, uh, yeah. It's, I'm okay. taking that. Take it to the bank. It's going to be Nemesis. okay. That's exciting. Uh, we'll know that news this week. CanadianDevs.com. I will put at the bottom of the news story who owes who money. Uh, that's it for this week. Thank you for joining me, Steve. As always, and thank you, dear listeners. Join our Discord and hang out, chat with us. Uh, keep making cool shit. And until next time, goodbye. Bye. One accurate measurement is worth a thousand expert opinions. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs>